What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Bobby Santos, and this is The Skinny. From the Fatheads Eyewear Studios in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny, brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, General Tire, and Dream Giveaway. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Toyota. So um, this is a pretty early show. I, I think we're going to have to have a serious sit down with your daughter, who's scheduling you notice, ten a.m. You, yeah, you notice that she's not here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just—I mean—it's one thing to, to to be here at ten. It's another thing to actually be working at I, ten. I mean, she was emailing me at two o'clock this morning. She has about the same sleep pattern that I have, so it's. Uh, <laughs> Works out, works out wonderful for uh, the whole group. This guy sitting over here beside us, I, I saw him walk into the office. I said, uh, "I said, so was it your idea to come here at 10? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not positive. It might be, actually. <laughs> Look at that. Falling on the sword. I love it. Yeah. This is good. Taking up for it. I think she gave me options. And uh, Now, do you want to do it at 8 a.m. or 10? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do 10. So joining us here on The Skinny this morning is Bobby Santos the third. Yes, third generation driver. Um, did a little bit of homework. I never knew they called you Bobby New England. I never I never heard that before. Certainly makes sense coming out of Mass, but um, certainly one of the most diversified short track drivers um, in history. One of the best in this country. Some of the races that he's won, night before the 500, Turkey Night, Grand Prix, uh, champion in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, a little 500 just a year ago. The Copper, I mean, some big stuff uh, against the absolute best. And you never know when he's going to show up. But uh, when he shows up, everybody that's racing knows he's there. And Bobby Santos, um, he's a player, man, for sure. We had an opportunity to race with him. My son was running King of the Wings with, with Davey. And uh, every time Bobby pulled in, we were like, hey, shh. Bobby's here. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a tough player, man. Tough player. You've been doing it for a long time, man. Congratulations on all the success as well. No, I appreciate that. Uh, like you said, I mean, this is this is all I've done. This is what I know. Um, my dad got me into quarter midgets when I was four years old and kind of haven't looked back. And uh, 
you know, started in, in New England and modified, super modified, uh, midgets up in the Northeast, and then uh, been lucky enough to to get to travel out here and, uh, you know, race with some of the best in the open wheel racing out here. So as I was doing a little bit of research on you, I did not realize that you had a sister that also raced. Yeah, um, I have three sisters, um, but just one of them raced. Uh, my sister Erica, she uh, she was a, a winner in the NEMA Midgets, in the, which is a full midget in the Northeast. Um, they run them with wings. Um, but she actually won a feature event at Stafford, of all places, which wow. is a pretty historic cool That's, place. Yeah, I was just there. Um, so she uh, she did very well. She, uh, she never wanted um, the extra... Uh, uh, she could have played the girl card if she wanted to, but she didn't want to. She wanted to be as, as good as she was, as the driver she was, and um, really respect her for that. I mean, she was a good racer and did well. but And she could have gone further in racing if she wanted to, but she didn't want to play the girl card. And, uh, now she, uh, now she is a uh, nurse anesthetist in, uh, Boston, um, and, uh, pretty, you know, two kids and does pretty, is a pretty successful person. Yeah. It's, you know, whenever I read that, I was like, it's so cool because clearly, you know, as, as I alluded to in the beginning, Bobby Santos, the third, uh, not only your third generation in that name, but your third generation racer. So, uh, clearly she grew up in that atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, we uh, from day one we were going to the racetrack. Um, quarter midgets was was awesome growing up. I mean, we did it as a family. My parents took uh, you know all four of us, and uh, there are times where my two other sisters that didn't even race wanted to go as bad or worse than me and my sister that did race, just because of uh, you know the the, the family and the funds yeah. and the friends at the racetrack. So we we certainly grew up in it, and my parents uh, sacrificed you know everything for us to to race. Where did you guys run quarter midgets? What was the mo- um, mainly the Thompson, Connecticut, and uh, and next next to the big track at Thompson, and then Silver City and Meriden, Connecticut, were our two home tracks. Um, and then uh, as we got better at it, we started doing a little bit of the traveling and going to the grands everywhere. Um, and we raced, uh, you know, pretty much all the Eastern grands from '94 to '98, and then. Uh, my last year, quarter minutes, we actually did all three grands. We did the dark grands, the eastern grands, and the western grands in Colorado. So, um, you know, did a little bit of traveling with the quarter minutes and had fun with that. And, you know, then moved on to, to bigger cars. And I, uh, I, I read that you actually started banging wheels with Doug Kobe and quarter midgets, believe it or not. And he just, uh, of course, you know, six time wheeling champ, bad, badass, much like yourself. But we just saw him on SRX car. And uh, which is why you're here, I believe. You're also going uh, going to drive one of those this weekend here at at Raceway Park. But that's pretty cool to see that you guys have been uh, kind of mirroring each other since you were little kids. No, we grew up racing quarter midgets together. Um, Doug was awesome. You know, he was he's a little older than me, so he was a guy that I looked up to when I first started. You know, he was he was the best. Uh, so I watched him, and then you know, kind of followed him through the quarter midgets, and then eventually we we're racing against each other at uh stafford thompson all the different tracks in the northeast racing modifieds and um you know uh get got to know each other and and you know race against each other more and more and uh you know our families have known each other for a long time and um you know doug's doug's awesome as far as i'm concerned he's one of if not the best short track racer in the country uh very very talented and 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 he proved it at stafford in his srx race that what he's capable of doing he was uh he was amazing Nothing short of amazing, and I mean, he had some major talented people that he was up against there. Of course, Tony, uh, uh, that one guy that just won the Indianapolis 500, uh, yeah. you know, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> to say that you, you know, one, to say that you ran with them, which you're going to get an opportunity to, but two, to, uh, you know, actually to win. So uh, it was it was really cool. I, I don't know the guy. Uh, I sent him a message uh, on Facebook, and and you know what I thought was really really cool about him was is, is was his uh, was his uh, victory lane interview, and uh, you know what he praised uh, you know Tony Stewart and he praised uh, Ray Abraham for what they're doing and bringing. The likes of Doug Colby and the likes of Bobby Santos, Cody Swanson, Brian Brown, and on and on. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, I thought it was, I thought that was a uh, pretty selfless thing to do, you know, because, you know, it's pretty hard to get to that in the moment, right? Because you're so busy trying to think about, you know, I want to thank everybody that, you know, helped me get here and, you know, your sponsors and everything like that. But he, he went out of his way to, to do it. I mean, he did bust his ass coming out of the car, which I felt bad for him. And I was wondering if he was going to be able to get up because that was a big fall. I mean, they had laid the flag on the door, you know, right inside the door where the net is. And he's getting out in the moment, steps on that flag, it slips, oh. and he goes full off of the side of the car. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't be hurt. And, you know, I mean, ruin the rest of his season, right? I mean, it was like, it was like that was a tailbone breaker, you know, I mean, as far oh. as he fell. But maybe adrenaline, whatever, but I have a feeling he probably felt that the next day, you know. And uh, But it was, it, was pre- it was pretty wild. And uh, we'll have to have you back sometime with him. And would love to have, uh, you know, Cody on as well. And uh, but so you mainly, uh, you know, your main gig was pavement, correct? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up doing pavement. I've done a little bit of dirt stuff. Um, did a couple crown races, a couple dirt modified races back years ago. Um, I uh, people ask me all the time out here why I don't do the dirt crown series. And I mean, I always have a different answer for different people. So I guess no, no real reason. But, uh, you know, honestly, one of the biggest things is, is I still race the NASCAR modifieds in the Northeast. Um, and a lot of the big races that I like to go back and do fall on some of the traditional silver crown dates. Um, you know, Eldora crown race seems to fall on, uh, a, a race that I have in New Hampshire every year. Um, the coins always on the big super, the Oswego classic that I like to go home and do. Um, yeah. so I guess that's my poor excuse other than, uh, but that's not one. I, I don't think head. that's a poor excuse. No, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a great reason because you know what it's, uh, you know, there are, you know, the outlaw drivers were always the outlaws that hit certain races, right. And went to certain places and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, they always associated those outlaw guys with dirt. I mean, you can still be an outlaw and race, you know, pavement, right? Hitting the, hitting the tough shows. And, uh, and, uh, I don't know if I call it cherry picking because there's really no cherry picking to it. Those tough shows have some tough competitors, you know, and, uh, we sponsor a couple of, uh, of, uh, Johnny Nicotra's cars up at, uh, Oswego and, I would love to get up there. It looks like an unbelievable traditional. I mean, the tradition of that place looks just amazing. So uh, it's one of my favorite races. Yeah, I, I need to get up there, and the cars are are wicked crazy. I mean, I and you know, and and, and I I don't I know they race that stuff a few other places, but it's pretty much there, right? Yeah, the non-wing, the traditional non-wing super is Oswego. Yeah. Um, they kind of have a, a wing the last couple of years, uh, just a smaller element wing they've been running. But the traditional non-wing cars, that's an Oswego deal. Um, but the, then the, the ISMA and MSA supers, they travel more, go to different tracks. But the Oswego Classic, as far as I'm concerned, is the super modified race. Uh, it's the one race that I try to get to every year and be involved in. We'll be right back after this. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades i am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star and speaking of all-stars all-stars four is finally here i'm gonna be honest i literally thought this day was never going to come well the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Dream Giveaway. Dream Giveaway has been giving away high-end American muscle cars to raise money for charity since 2007. Dream Giveaway is known for giving away classic and new muscle and paying the federal taxes so the winners don't have to. For $25, you can jump in the game, and part of that goes to charity. You'll have a chance at winning some of the coolest cars on the planet. Check it out at dreamgiveaway.com. Sanford, I was amazed with that track. Uh, neat track, and I mean, it just seems seemed to me like, you know, one and, or I'm sorry, one and two versus three and four, complete different different uh different animals right i mean it's a different way to drive it much like raceway park yeah absolutely uh stafford is um one of the unique racetracks in the country um you know i i race there quite a bit and and i and, keep uh, saying it the wrong way so go ahead stafford. yeah <laughs> yeah no it's stafford Idiot. um i actually kind of had a unique situation probably not to the to the uh level of what doug just did there uh but uh, 2006, um, Jack uh, Jack Root Jr. put together a uh, show there where he brought all the guys from out here uh, there to do a midget and a silver crown race, and uh, they did a fifty thousand dollar bonus if you could win them both. Wow! And uh, I had the home field advantage because nobody knew right. the racetrack, right? And won the midget race, started tailing the crown race, and and won that deal. So oh wow! It was. Uh, it was pretty neat, kind of probably not to the high profile of what Doug did, but I knew the feeling of, of go, how Doug felt going into that race. It's like, all right, we're going to Stafford, and this is a track none of you guys know, and, right. and I'm going to make you look bad. And right. That's what Doug did. <laughs> I think that there was a, uh, I think there was a, a few pleas in the, uh, in the driver's meeting of, can you not make us look like complete idiots? Trying not to lap the entire <laughs> yeah, field. <you> know? <laughs> and Doug's Doug's a very confident um, person in, in his abilities and his driving. And and uh, I'm willing to say without talking to him prior, he knew going into that race what he was going to do. And and I it's kind of funny. A lot of people didn't know who Doug was before that. And, and uh, I've had disagreements leading into that race with people like no doug is gonna make them look bad at stafford i promise you and and uh i'm i'm not shocked at all at what he did there so i asked tony while we were at eldora of course cody's standing there and i said i said what you cut him out at lucas oil raceway and he goes listen he goes he goes we got to have a chance to win i said you've already lost that chance with santos coming i said <laughs> i said it's one or the other i said it's not a good thing yeah, if you want to have a race you got to put them both in and then <laughs> yeah right you want to have a breakaway you know but uh 
It's amazing how even those cars are. And, uh, you know, of course, you get to kind of call your shot and tell them what, what you want done. I, I, I talked about it yeah, on our last show with, uh, with uh, Tyler Courtney. I said, what impressed me the most about that SRX deal at Eldora? Uh, listen, Knoxville's Knoxville. It's, uh, I think Knoxville's really, a, a, you know, a wing show. Uh, it, that's just kind of the way the track works. Um, and, and listen, USAC's ran there and, and has done great. The truck show there, I hope it's great for them. We sponsor Knoxville Raceway. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, watching the SRX guys at Eldora was amazing. And, and they, were, they were absolutely hauling ass. And, I mean, watching Marco Andretti, I was confused because, so, it, you know, to start out, you have four cars that are, te- that are practice cars. They're not your race, you know, the car that you're assigned to. And then at the end of practice, everybody takes your car out and, you know, shakes it down and tries to get a feel for it. So you never knew who was in those one of those four cars because no names are on them. So, you know, I, I, I got out of the bus and I went up there and was standing on pit road and I was watching who was climbing in and out of them. You know, Hinchcliffe took one of them out, which it was, it was totally cool. I mean, he was in... And then, uh, you know, you had Marco and Juan, uh, um, Castro Nevis was, looked really good. And, and the thing about it is, so at lunch we were sitting there and, uh, and it was me, Marco, Tony, Brandon Bernstein, PJ Chesson and Hinchcliffe. And we're sitting at this little, little diner joint dive bar place and, you know, near Eldora and we're eating and, and, you know, and to listen to Hinchcliffe talk about it to Tony, I mean, you know, Tony's, Tony's ran IndyCar, Tony, I mean, he's ran everything, right? But it was really cool to listen to him. He's like, man, he goes, these things are really fun, you know, and, and Marco, uh, you know, confidently, I, I wasn't a fan of Marco in IndyCar. I just wasn't because... Um, I felt like he was, he was overburdened with, you know, your grandpa's Mario, your dad, uh, had a pretty good run as well, but you know, Marco's kind of busting out of his shell. Right. So he's kind of, I mean, at a late, late stage in it, but you know, him running that SRX deal, he, he, he's good. I mean, he's really good. So I'm interested to see now that these guys have, uh, what this is the this will be week four, and this will be the second pavement, you know. So you you took these guys and you put them on dirt, which I, I I don't I don't think Marco's ever drove dirt. I don't think that Elio's ever run dirt anything. Paul Tracy, Paul Tracy, will drive over the top of you, whether it's in the gravel road, dirt road, whatever it is, pit road, pit road, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever it may be. So. Anyhow, it, I, I'm excited to see it, man, and I'm excited to see that you're in it. And and like I said, Doug Colby, when he came out of the car, he said specifically, you know, he mentioned you and he mentioned Cody and maybe Brian Brown, but he said us locals need to take it to these guys, which I, I, I loved it, right? You know, so, but anyhow. that's I, uh, I loved the wording. I was reading the, the advertisement for this weekend. And uh, I don't know who does the press releases, but they put in there, Santos was one of four amateur drivers that, uh, that'll compete in the SRX series. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if, yeah. if I was somebody that didn't know anybody, or let's just say like an Ernie Francis Jr. We who found, spent we his found, whole life, yeah. you know, in sports right. cars, right. and they say, and he looks at it, the entry list, and he's like, I don't know, some amateur, Bobby Santos, some amateur driver, you know? It's like, yeah, they found, oh, good luck with that, pal. <laughs> they, they found him in the crowd. He's been sitting there watching this. He thinks he knows what's going on at this track. It's just like, an amateur dude. He runs some Saturday night short track stuff. Ah. This guy's ran more laps around this place than yeah so i i I did read that and i i think that that was kind of rewritten after somebody realized yeah these guys aren't amateurs by any means so do you um because you do travel this is all you do right i mean you do you consider yourself a a professional race car driver um 
I don't know about professional, but you're, well, I mean, you're professional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. This is what you do for a living. That's that's kind of how I I equate it. I mean, you don't have a day job. You don't have another well, job. I mean, maybe you're not at the top tier, but that doesn't mean you're not a professional. Well, my my day job is I'm I'm in the shop every day and I prepare the DJ racing race cars. That's my that's my day job. Um, I'm uh, you know in the shop every day, every morning at 8 a.m. Um, working on the cars and and making sure they're ready to go. That's that's what I do full time. Um, so and if it, was, it wasn't for that, it I, was him that wanted to start at 10. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was yeah. like, he's like, I got cars to work on. So uh, yeah, no, honestly, I 10. do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that's what I do. And then um, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a car owner that that allows me to do that and pays me to work on the cars and then and then race them and um you know along with that i get to drive for other teams and other cars also but uh, my primary deal is is the dj racing um you know operation i was always impressed with your efforts when we ran king of the wing with you um you would show up and i forget that owner's the owner's name what dick. was yeah. dick yeah, yeah. Yep. he uh who who's a quite the story in his own right i believe an olympian uh wasn't he an olympic tennis player or something uh or a professional he, he tennis did, player he did play tennis but no he he is a he's a um chemical engineer okay so a little, little, little different, but he did like tennis and played and followed tennis. And yeah, uh, I thought he was really good, like a like a high level uh, tennis player. Uh, I mean, some, compared to us, during some conversation like a, that we like had with him, I think Robert was talking with him one day, and he told him he 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 made it pretty far up. But okay, I just I'll have to ask him. I always loved the fact that you he would drive the truck, and I don't remember how old he was at the time, but he was certainly no spring chicken. But he loved to drive the truck, and it was a dually with a single car trailer. And they would show up at the track, and Bobby, you know, would you have maybe one other guy helping you or something? And, I mean, it was just, just you two. Bobby worked on the car, made all the changes on the car, went out, raced the car, kicked all of our ass, put the car back in the, in the trailer. <laughs> in the single car and, trailer. Yeah, and, you know, and away they went, you know. It uh, was like all the time. And that hasn't changed. The only thing that's probably changed is that uh, I do more of the driving of the truck and trailer now because Dick really, uh, he's, he's done doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, always impressed, but uh, it certainly it certainly makes sense. Um, you know, you like you say, you prepping the cars uh, for for those guys uh, as a as a day job. But um, it's I was, hard to blame anybody when you do. No, that. that's well, I tell people that all the time. I can't blame anybody but myself yeah. when we I don't th- do well. I think Cody does a lot of a lot of uh, helping with prepping, right? As well on on a lot of the stuff that he usually runs. I, I my understanding is is he's obviously extremely knowledgeable with the setup side of the race cars and is is involved in uh you know in in the setups that get put under him um um, he you can't be in my opinion at this level of racing what we do you can't be um one of if not the best at it if you don't have knowledge of the cars it's just not the guys that don't have the knowledge of the cars as far as i'm concerned they're behind myself and cody and other people like that i think that shows so part of the reason uh I brought up that last subject. Now, the reason it was so impressive is, and I, I, I know you still do this to some degree, but when we were running King of the Wing series, we had three different races on the same weekend, three different locations. So we'd race somewhere on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever the case may be. So you've got a single, a single guy over here basically working on his own stuff, race the car, put it back on the trailer, and then we we took off to the next racetrack next morning doing the same thing. So... Um, you know, it, it's a brutal schedule and we were just talking before the show started before you were up at Wisconsin and, um, and those guys are going to run at Wisconsin. Unfortunately, you got rained out, but then they were going to hoof it over and, and run Eldora the next night. And I mean, it's, it's still very, very busy schedule. And you said you're running wide open. No, racing's, uh, it's not easy. It's definitely, it's definitely a grind. And like I said, if you're, if you're working on a man driving, it's a grind. And then, you know, the guys that, uh, even the guys, you know, that just drive, but they race a hundred times a year. I mean, it's no matter what you do, uh, if on, on your extent of it, racing's a, it's a tough sport. It's a lot of work and people don't see everything that goes into it behind the scenes. How many, how many times will you run this year? Uh, I'll probably race 25, 30 times this year, which for me personally is, is pretty busy because, because of the, uh, you know, the side of it where I have to prepare the cars. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I got to tell you, whenever I whenever I would see your name on the uh, entry list, wherever you know Cody would be running, I'm like, okay, who is it? 
who's going to win this. You know what I mean? And that's not taking anything away from anybody else by any means, but you guys are tough and, uh, it's, it's one or the other. And I mean, uh, how, how somebody can run the little 500, uh, I, I'm telling you, I mean, mentally, physically, I mean, Schrader, what, how old Schrader? What did he say? 66, 67 or something like that. So we interviewed him right before he ran and, uh, it was, it was pretty funny. I mean, it was pretty funny. He's like, uh, we we asked him, you know, and I always and I've told many people this. We said, you know, what what is it that drives you at this age? He goes, or ever, you know, what is it that drove you? He goes, I was afraid I'd wake up Monday morning and have to find a job, a real job, a real <laughs> job, yeah, yeah, a real yeah. job. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you know what? That's probably pretty a uh, pretty good way of putting. It. And so when we're standing at SRX at Eldora, I'm standing there talking to him on pit road, and he's helping get the cards where they need to be and uh, you know, and so forth, and has had a big part in that, you know, in testing those I cars. I heard one of those guys say that he drives every single car to make sure they're all as close as they can be. I mean, you yeah. couldn't have a better guy, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, and and it's it's hilarious. He's like, he uh, he said, well, if I landed me a Silver Crown ride for DeCoin and Springfield, I said, I said, well, that's pretty cool. I said, who are you driving for? And he mentioned who it was, and I can't remember, and, and uh he said, you know, after I told him that I would do it, he said, well, you said you would do it, but we haven't talked about money. He goes, yeah, I'm not really worried about that. So, you know, it's like what the winnings and this and that. And uh, But uh, he said, and Ann, his wife, which is equally as funny and, and crazy, is uh, she walked away and was talking to somebody else standing there by us. And, uh, and he said, yeah, and think of it, she still thinks this is a job that I'm working. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, I like that a lot. So we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we'll be back on the other side with Bobby Santos, uh, having some fun here on a Thursday morning. Stay with us. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we just in case you forgot. I'm Tori deal. I'm a six time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, all-stars four is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Rhino Classifieds. Tired of all those ads and random stuff that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts? Rhino Classifieds was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need, the trailer to move your baby around the country in. We got you at rhino.co. Back here with Bobby Santos III, and uh, Bobby's been doing this for a long, long time, talking about uh, his career, his lengthy career at this point, and still hard at it. Um, you did make a run at at some NASCAR stuff. You drove drove some some ARCA stuff, and um, I think back in the Bush series, if I'm not mistaken. So picked your way around in there a little bit. In fact, uh, a Toyota, which Toyota sponsors our show here. So uh, were you close to being a, a Toyota driver? Was anything developing there? Um, I did. Uh, I, I had pretty bad timing with all that. It was uh, 07. Um, oh, yeah. say when, no more. <laughs> when I got my opportunity, and it was for uh, for that one year. Um, you know, we had some success. I uh, ran a Bush car at Loudon. I think I was the only non Cup guy in the top twenty. Um, that was back when all the Cup guys did both series, right? Yeah. Um, and I think I qualified fourth. You know, and as only non Cup guy, uh, you did that. Did Richmond. I uh, did a handful of ARCA races, all with uh, Bill Davis Racing, and. Um, that was uh, that yeah. I read was, in that here was my you, opportunity. I read in here that you got Toyota's first stock car pole. Uh, yep, that was at uh, Lakeland and uh, Arca Car. Lakeland. Uh, yep. No longer, right? Um, no. no I don't Lake, think so. Lakeland's gone. Because really? we used to race Hooters Pro Cup there. That's yep. kind of where well, Lakeland is, where Hooters was founded. Well, when we when they had the PRI show down there, didn't they didn't they run midgets over at Lakeland? That was uh, Orlando Speed. Orlando, oh, that was Orlando Speed, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota's first sprint car win also out west. Oh, really? Yep, Irwindale. I kind of remember that. That's awesome. Yeah, we did their uh, when we were with Six R and Brian Tyler. We did the first Silver Crown win. I think it was at Springfield. I can't remember, but uh, but yeah, they. What a great group. So what engines are you, are you running now? What are you? Uh, Speedway Chevys is what we're using in all our sprint car stuff. Yep. Yeah. Have um, you been eyeballing that uh, that that new Dan Binks power plant uh, that, that no. Cody's been run, running? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen, seen him run it, and uh, um, I'm a, I think it's an LS-style engine is my understanding. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, Honestly, don't know a lot about it. I'm I'm yep. listening. <laughs> so Binks uh, Binks was team manager for Chevrolet, their sports car, the Corvettes, there for many, many, many years. I mean, countless wins, 24 hours of Daytona, championships, all that stuff. So uh, Binks has been in, in the game for a long, long time, and now his son is actually, um, I want to say, crew chief. I don't, I don't think it's team manager, but crew chief for Ganassi's. DPI car, so his son following right in his footsteps. But yeah, Binks been in this game for a long, long time. He literally just sent me a picture. I want to say two days ago of a midget engine that he's working on now, and uh, he's he's working on developing that as well. But he said he retired from he retired from the the IMSA deal, the sports car deal. And I'm telling you, like I want to say, 30 years in there with the biggest and best drivers of all time, and just, like I say, countless wins wins at. Um, at 24-Hour Le Mans, I mean, just you name it, they, they won it. And uh, he said, man, I'm having more fun now than, than I've had in, in many, many, many years. So, Probably a lot less stress. Yeah, I, I, just a whole different animal, just I guess. Just being able yeah. to do what, build what you want and feel the way you want. I mean, where's he doing it out of? Where's he out of? So he's got a shop up in the Michigan area. I don't know exactly what the town is, but uh, he's, he's based out of Michigan. And uh, he, Matter of fact, he'll be down here... Are they running? Uh, when are they? They're running here in the next week or two. They're running at Anderson. 
I think they're running um, next Saturday the tenth. Yeah, I think I think he's going to have one of his midget engines in the in the car. I'm sure Cody will be driving it. You know, to, uh, to midget give it or a sprint. Well, I don't know. I thought he was going to have the midget down here. Maybe maybe it's a sprint car, sprint. but but for sure. I mean, that's what I know. They they've been running that together all year long. But um, yeah, something to keep your eyes on, anyways. Yep. And then you've got uh, uh, what's the guy's name? It's doing the Hondas down in down in Charlotte. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, starts with a B, but anyhow, he he's he, he. I guess he used to be the engine guy for uh, for Gibbs for his uh, for his Supercross team or motocross team, and and uh, ran it with Coy Gibbs and and. When they kind of shut that down, he Bundy Bundy's his name, and uh, when he they shut that down, I think his kid wanted to start running a little bit, but starting to see some success with those uh, Honda engines. And listen, I love it. I wish that we would find more engine manufacturers, and you know, and then where we could get the engine manufacturers throwing in more money to help the drivers, you know, and start, you know, in the same way with IndyCar. I mean, it, it's, you know, IndyCar, Cup teams. I mean, it, it you get these big corporations in there where they get their super engineers involved and start working on this. I mean, I'm excited to see the Toyota 410 once it all gets gets uh, sorted out and, and going and really couldn't see anybody else that uh, deserves one of the Toyota 410s other than this guy sitting here. So uh, Does Speedway, I think Speedway does Toyota's motors, right? Speedway is doing that and Ryder's doing it. So there's two people that are building the 410 side. Speedway does a majority of... Yeah, uh, we're certainly not trying to sway you from Speedway, by the way. I mean, no. <laughs> the record there stands for itself, man. Those guys no, are, and are I mean, pretty solid. And I mean, Rick Long, for the most part, does all of their stuff. I mean, from the... What Silver Crown engines are left, which I don't think there's very many of those anymore, uh, to, of course, the midget stuff, which I think maybe Stanton does some of those too, the Toyotas, or maybe he doesn't now. But anyhow, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, Rick has done the right things. And hell, back in the day, it was all Ed Pink. You know, Ed Pink was everything to do with Toyota, so uh, on that side of it. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love watching these guys run. I wish we would get a little more of a pavement presence going again, which, uh, you know, in a couple of meetings that I've been in, that's a, that's a definitely a conversation that's being had. I just wish they would get some more of that going because uh, I, I think you can use both. I think you need both, and, and uh, it's hard to uh, – I mean, I'm, I'm good friends with Doug Coletta, of course. I've known him for a, a long, long time, and – uh, you know, when he raced out here, he was, an, he was an absolute animal. And, uh, and, uh, you know, you had the likes of him, Tony Stewart, you know, Irwin and all these guys running. And, and I told somebody at the, at the drag strip the other day, I said, listen, he could have went and drove anything, you know, Doug could have went and ran IndyCar. I mean, he had the ability to step in or step up to the next thing. And he picked this drag racing team for some reason. I can't understand the, uh, <laughs> the thoughts behind it but now he's he's great where he is and has a, and is even a better businessman on top of it which is which is pretty cool so of all the cars that you drive this might be a foolish question i think i know the answer i do but, too but, but you never know you got to ask right and you know you got midget sprint cars silver crown those super modifieds dude uh is is there a preference um Typically, it's whatever I'm doing well in is, is what I, what <laughs> I like my favorite the most. car of the day. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, good answer, love it. Uh, my favorite that we used to do, and I miss doing, and and back to kind of what you said a minute ago about pavement was uh, racing midgets on the mile. I think that was the most fun I ever had in race cars. Is racing oh the midgets God. on the miles. It wow. was it was crazy, but the racing was so much fun. Um, Looked like slot cars. Yeah, I mean jamming. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was something I enjoyed a lot. But uh, so you know, no, I, no fear at all of the small cars going 160 miles an hour. Uh, I wouldn't say there's no fear, but um, um, but that was just something that I I felt I did well at and I enjoyed. That's awesome stuff, um, Rico. So, Rico mentioned this to you before. You've won in pretty much every division out there at uh, at Raceway Park, Lucas Oil Raceway Park, and 
Of course, the uh, the Hoosier Classic Fatheads Eyewear $100,000 Challenge is coming up. You going to make a run at that thing? Uh, that's exciting. Uh, we All of us uh, short track races appreciate that you're doing that. And um, I'd like to think that uh, that I actually have a realistic shot at uh, at, you know, maybe being in a position to to win a couple of those or or maybe even three if things go great. Um, I hope you won all three. It's better for me. That it's better for me too. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then and then it can top as fifty grand out at uh Well there you go. And 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 if you win two like you did did before, you know, you still grab another fifty K so these are straight up. Oh, that's that's something that I was going to say. I think if you want to make this real exciting, I think you should uh, make a start in the back, put 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 uh, the top qualifiers all in the back, and make it really exciting. Jeez, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm it's I'm no good. fun winning from the front row. I think uh, it make it exciting for the fans. Uh, put uh, put the so fast guys in the, the back. So when you say the back, you mean the back back, like full inversion? Why not? <laughs> Dude, that would be that would be awesome. Get Casey Kohler on the phone. Let's get this sorted out. He's the one that's making the rules. Maybe here. at least one of them, right? I mean, just mix it up. Do at least one of them. I don't know. I think it's like the top four invert. What? What? Well, the no. This, I mean, just one. At least do one race. One of the, with the races full inversion. like that, right? You know, inverting. Inverting to me is is make it exciting for the fans. And there's no reason why thirty laps on a midget you can't come from the back. Thirty, forty laps in a sprint car you can't come from the back. And hundred laps in a champ car, absolutely no reason why. And uh I love this. This is this is maybe the, I gotta tell you, dude, I don't know that I've ever heard a race car driver <laughs> that is capable of winning say, I'd like to see him invert the entire field. I mean, I, I just don't know that I've ever heard that. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Who have we got here? You know what I mean? Right? But that is I love it. I was just talking about this with Robert because they're inverting up to ten in short course off road, and I'm like, eight I can kind of see. Ten is just too much, you know. And uh, of course their their races are pretty short, but um Every track's different. Yeah. Every situation's different. But at uh, IRP, in my opinion, there is no excuse on why Tanner, Cody, myself should not be starting in the back rows. And you guys, to watch you guys pick your way through traffic is the most exciting damn thing, man. I mean, it is so cool to watch how good you are with those cars passing on the outside, the inside, three wide, whatever it, whatever it takes. You just keep picking them off. It's and to watch both of you guys, Bob, or, or all of you guys, the front players, bob and weave through that field would be super cool. And then, like you say, you don't have a guy that you know is fast that's put it together for this weekend, qualified on the pole, goes out, gets ahead. And, and for the fast guys, I mean, it, it is a tough place to pass. You almost have to kind of slide him. you got to run up against the wall, and you got to take a pretty big chance. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the guy that starts off on the pole could easy win that thing flag to flag, you know, versus – starting in the back and putting on a show. It just gives different guys opportunities and, and to me brings some excitement back. Yeah, and the last thing you want is somebody to check out. And so exactly what you're saying was, you know, I remembered that Mopar Million, the invert. And I think you could not do the – you could choose not to do the invert. Turn the money down. And turn the money down. But oh. <laughs> who's going to do What's that? What's the fun in that? Who's yeah. going to do that? I love it. I'm calling Casey as soon as – we're calling Casey as soon as I don't we get think you here. should give us drivers a choice, though. You're not turning the money down. You're going for it. <laughs> I'm going to call Casey after this and say, That's oh, by great. the way, we need help with uh, – we got to yeah, change Yeah, when everybody something. bitches, we just – Right there. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby said it. I've suggested it many times before, but uh, it, it doesn't seem popular amongst the other drivers, which it's just, I don't know. I, I disagree. Good. We'll stir this up. So tell me something. What, what, did, what did Bobby go ahead? I was just going to say, what, what keeps the guys from sandbagging? On qualifying? Um, I mean, yeah. we know who the fast guys are, and I think uh, maybe a little bit of money and stuff like that. And Yeah. I mean, it's... Qualifying And, and, and again, I think that you... It's tough when you ask one guy who got the pole to go to the tail. But bring all his friends with him. Right. You know? Invert the whole field. Don't... Uh, you know, it's tough when you ask one guy to go to the tail and then the other guys are starting on those front two rows. That that makes it a little harder. And like you say, maybe if you throw a little money at it, I don't know, whatever, 2500 bucks to qualify on the pole, everybody goes out there and goes for it, you know? Yeah. Do you want to do that? Uh, no, I just need to make that part of the insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by... General Tire. For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your anywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT. General Tires balance excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information or to find your local dealer, head over to GeneralTire.com. So what did Bobby Santos, the first, what did he run? Uh, my grandfather was a modified racer in, uh, in the Northeast. Um, raced uh, different divisions throughout Northeast. I think he's got, um, I'm not exactly positive, but actually talking about Stafford, I think he has the record for the most wins consecutively at Stafford. Wow. In, uh, in, a, in the hobby division there. Um, so my grandfather started that and then he got into the modifieds and, uh, I think one of his, he has two of his claim to fame was he won Martinsville in the seventies and he won one o'clock at Martinsville, which is pretty neat. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Thompson, Connecticut, he, uh, he won a modified race and back then they gave the winner of the modified race, the option to start tail in the super modified feature. And, uh, the way, I think the way the race worked out, he actually ended up winning the super modified race also oh that God. night. I think the two leaders crashed and he ended up winning in a modified. Wow. Um, oh, that's so that was my cool. grandfather. And do you remember, did, was he ever racing? No, he no. was done before. I, uh, I watched him race one time. Um, they did kind of uh, river, old Riverside park. They did a, uh, 
um, kind of like a Legends, uh, Legends car reunion race, and that was probably in the early 90s. I watched him do that. Did he um, race uh, with your father at all? Uh, nope. Um, he was um, done before? They, yeah, he was kind of done. And then my dad, um, my dad, you know, kind of did it on his own and had no money behind him. And, um, you know, my grandfather kind of did his thing. And then my dad started racing. And as soon as my dad was in the position where he could race, uh, me and my he got my sisters into quarter midgets. So my dad is kind of the uh, sacrifice the most in all of our racing and, and, and uh, you know, Shorted, shortened his career so that me and my sister could get going. I know the so, feeling all too well. I mean, seriously, I, I finally got to a point where I felt like I could race, but Robert clearly had the talent. And Well, and that's why I was getting ready to say, so you're him, trying you know? to, yeah. He had the talent. You were <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yours was already fading. Come and gone, yeah. Come and gone. So, so, what, did, so what's, uh, what business is your dad in? What's he do? He's uh, just got a small construction company in snow plowing. Um, and when I say small, he literally works by himself. Yeah. Uh, he's had employees through the years, but uh, now he... Um, he, you know, he's keep going. him and my mom are seven days a week doing something. They don't stop, and uh, they just do enough so that they live in Massachusetts and and they um, fly out here and rarely ever miss any of my races. And uh, that is and awesome. that's actually if it wasn't for my dad, I would. I mean, I take care of the cars myself, prepare them, get to the track myself. But when I'm at my at the racetrack, my dad is. Uh, is my best person. I mean, he takes care of the tires and everything that I need, you know, with, with adjustments and stuff, we work together on it. And seems if, like uh, he knows what he's doing from your success. So. <laughs> no, if I didn't have my dad, I would, I would really struggle. So he, um, he's just, uh, he loves it now. Cause you know, he, when I first started coming out here and racing, he owned the cars and I drove for him and, and it was hard for a family team to do that and traveling from Massachusetts and, uh, now that I'm lucky enough that I, you know, have a car owner that, um, you know, Dick that, that enjoys it and DJ racing and can afford to do it with us. And uh, my dad loves it that he just has to get himself to the racetrack and help and, and be involved. That's awesome. Okay. That and, and from a father's perspective, I will tell you, but your dad's the happiest guy on the planet. I mean, I'm sure very proud of his son, of course, but to be involved at some level and knowing you're still uh, an important part of the team and then to watch your son, who clearly has the talent you have, go out and, and see much, so much success. I mean, he's living the dream. Yeah. No, my parents, uh, they're the hardest working people I know. Like I said, I mean, they're they're working seven days a week. They're flying out here. Uh, we're racing, and then, you know, they're turning around, getting off the plane Sunday at 9 a.m., and they're going to work. They're not going home to sleep. Like, they go straight straight home, and they're doing they're cleaning something or doing something. It's Thursday morning here now as we're doing the show. When, when you leave here today, what's, what's your plans? What are you, what are you doing? I'm going straight back to the shop to uh, continue to get my sprint car ready for Anderson. Um, um, not to come, out, come across weird, but the, the, this weekend's SRX race, midget race, um, um, easy is not the right word, but I just have to show up with a driver bag for that deal. Nice, huh? The midget, uh, the midget, I'm, I'm just a driver on that program. And when you say head to the shop from here, everybody thinks you, you live in Massachusetts. So what shop are you referring to? Um, I've been, uh, I live in Fishers. Uh, I've been in Indy for probably 10 years or so now. Um, our shops here in Brownsburg, um, uh, you know, we, and we got, uh, three sprint cars, one crown car that, that I take care of. And, um, yeah, just back to work, trying to keep up with, uh, get my cars prepared, you know, the rest of the day today and tomorrow and, and, um, looking forward to going out as just a, just a driver Saturday night at IRP. So this is what it's like to show up with a helmet and a fire suit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and do you, uh, when you get ready, do you change in that, uh, luxurious bathroom there at the infield? I usually just do it right at my, uh, pet stall. <laughs> <laughs> Strip it down, like, man. Make yep. it happen, dude. Dude, that bat, that bathroom. <laughs> I was like, uh, hey, when are we thinking about fixing this? I was talking to Casey the other day. Oh, we're working on it. I was like, that bathroom has looked like that for at least twenty five years that I can remember. Yeah, it's it's uh, it makes it. <laughs> It made the old school ones at the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway yeah. look classy. Yeah. It made the troughs look classy back but in the day. What you're uh, offering at that race in August here and what Casey's uh, done with IRP for, for pavement racing, um, it's just unbelievable. And I know I greatly appreciate it because it's the form of racing I do and we're nervous, you know, 
how much longer it's going to go around. I mean, we're in dirt country around here. Well, so. this is only going to get better, and this is this this year. And thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. And you know, uh, it's my uh, you know, yes, it it is by all means. It's a uh, uh, you know, it's marketing for our company, but we can market anywhere, right? There's not like a bunch of eyewear companies in the racing business. You know, Oakley used to be pretty involved in it. Uh, Wiley X is to a certain extent to, uh, still, but you know, we, uh, uh, it's a great fan. It's, uh, it's a great, great program. We will have, uh, you know, we try to take our merchandise trailer to most of these events, uh, to sell our wares, if you will. And, um, but the, uh, the, the cool part of it is, you know, I made the deal with Casey. I said, here's the deal. I said, I'll do this with you. I said, and I've dealt with a lot of folks out at Raceway Park, at Lucas Oil Raceway Park. So uh, they are owned by the NHRA. Uh, so they they have some tendency to forget about that round paved area that's on the other side that is awesome. Uh, but I have I have taken more involvement in it with him. I love Raceway Park. I mean, it, one, it's it's right up the street from our shop here. Um, you know, we can take folks from, uh, you know, employees out there that can enjoy it, uh, which means, you know, which means a considerable amount to us. The, the, these folks that work for us are like family. But more than, you know, and in, in to top it all off, you know, we want to grow that. So it's, a, you know, it was kind of a four-race deal this year. Uh, and it's all promoted by Casey and the track, okay? So... Uh, he wants to do, he wants to do more and I want to do more. So, uh, more to follow on that for the, uh, you know, for next, uh, for years to come. Uh, but I did tell Casey, I said, if you leave before this goes off, I'm going to hunt you down and scalp you. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I made the deal with you, not with the entity. So, uh, but he has been nothing short of, uh, of unbelievable with it. I, uh, I think, uh, with the racetracks in general in the hands of Casey helping direct the direction for them, whether it's Gainesville or, uh, you know, Raceway Park and what used to be at Atlanta, uh, you know, they sold Atlanta and the, the word is, is that they're going to take, uh, some of the funds from Atlanta and, and, uh, fix a lot of stuff here and uh take care of a lot of things that needed to be you know done done a little bit better but you know we're trying to get good partners there whether it's somebody that's in the uh you know that's in the paving business that can help uh you know fix some of the track whether it's somebody in the concrete business that can help fix some of the uh issues with the walls right now uh and and i mean it's just little things but it's maintenance things that have kind of kind of been put to the wayside and uh as i said uh you know the entity that owns it goes straight and doesn't turn and uh so they don't have a lot of a lot of interest in it but that track has has created some amazing memories and uh and i'm excited about the the upcoming event the hundred thousand dollar to win deal because i i would i would love nothing else to see somebody win that it would be an amazing deal for whoever wins it it would be an amazing deal for us, and uh, and I like the invert, so we're calling him next. Go ahead. <laughs> the Hoosier Classic he's referring to, and of course the Hoosier Classic Fatheads Eyewear $100,000 challenge. Bobby Santos will be out there trying to take his fair share of that, that gig. Man, we've, uh, we've kept you here for a little bit longer than we anticipated, but always great conversation with you, man. I know you're you're very busy and you've got a lot to take care of, but I want to thank you for coming out and spending some time with us. No, thanks for the invite. Uh, this is uh, this is really cool. Really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, man, you're welcome here anytime. Nice that you're uh, that you're good and close, and wish you the best of luck. How how much uh, do you have left this season? Still a, a, a pretty full boat. Yeah, uh, actually, the next couple months uh, coming up here are pretty busy. Got a. A uh, big modified race up at uh, Loud, New Hampshire, NASCAR modified race, which unfortunately I haven't done enough of that the last couple of years, but Loudon's been good to me, so looking forward to that one. Um, you know, obviously these these handful of races at IRP, really looking forward to that. 
um, just uh, some more crown races that uh, you know that would like to do a good job at and you know the next couple of months are busy so really looking forward to the rest of the year and and hopefully uh, winning races that's that's what I what I do this for you know, uh, I want to personally thank you for your help that that you've given my son when we were racing with you and, and King of the Wings. You were you're one of the guys, and I, I will say this. I mean, uh, I, I told you before I didn't know a whole lot about about the sport in terms of setup, but I am at least good enough to tell when somebody's really smooth, and uh, certainly one of the smoothest drivers I've ever seen in any in any sort of car. And those those wing sprint cars were a handful for sure, but you make it look easy and. You were always a trustworthy guy that we thought we could go to and and get some help from, you know, an experienced guy. And, and you never let him astray. You didn't send him, send him down another path. You were always kind. Um, no ego there. Outstanding individual, man. I can't thank you enough for that. Oh, thank you. I mean, I always, uh, um, you know, I guess I've, I'm kind of one of the older guys in this now, and, and I am happy to help other people. I, you know, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm on the phone with different teams and different people a lot, just trying to give people a hand. And, and you never know when you're uh, talking to other drivers and other teams that they, they, they're calling you for help, but uh, they might not know as much as they might actually be helping me at the same time. And they don't even realize it because I'm listening to what they're saying and what their problems are. So um, always open to helping other guys and, and, and uh, you know, sometimes that benefits myself when they don't even realize it. Jedi, Jedi mind trick. He's a great example. I mean, I, I love it because he's a great example to to the people that come out, the young, the kids that come out, and 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 racing has come has become so specialized where you have people that work on cars and you have the you know the drivers that drive the cars. It's just become very specialized. So to still see a guy that works on a car, hops in the car, drives a car, drives a transporter, gets gets where he wants to go, and I know a lot of short track uh, racers still do that, but you're just a great ambassador. And a great example for kids that are coming into the sport to watch somebody work as hard as you do. Whenever you lead by example like that, it, it really pays huge dividends, man. You're an awesome dude, man. Cool. Bobby Santos here on the skinny. Make sure you catch him at Raceway Park. He'll be out there a number of times this year. And who knows, might even snag $100,000. Thanks for being with us here on the skinny. This episode has been brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, Dream Giveaway, and General Tire. For the latest in sunglasses, optical frames, accessories, and apparel, be sure to check out fatheads.com. That's fatheads with a Z. Production facilities provided by Fatheads Eyewear Studios. All rights reserved. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.